everybody. This is me, Sean, but from two hours in the future. I've listened to this episode, and boy, what a mess. So I thought, I will come, and I will fill in the gaps and give it guidance. So that is what I'm here to do. It's almost like taking the movie Deadpool 2 and adding another character to it. I like to call this Once Upon a Sean from the Future. Hello, Movie Geeks. We are back with another episode of Movie Geek and Proud. This is episode 64. I'm Rob. I'm Sean. And we have a special guest with us today. Welcome back, Brad from Accounting, as well as the Cinema Guys podcast. (laughs) Thank you for having me back. I'm glad I could come downstairs and get away from accounting to uh, hang out with you guys. Congratulations on your win. (laughs) <laughs> of uh, the the movie proud movie draft lottery and so brad is joining us uh today as we are going to do something a little unconventional for our halloween episode just like we did last year last year we gave you a two-night event on one of the best halloween movies ever hocus pocus if you have not listened to that it is a riot we had six guests on our show so uh look that up Today, I thought that we would expand on our question of the week that we do for each episode and basically just answer the two questions that I presented to all of you listeners as uh, the three of us are going to give our own recommendation for a horror film as well as our Halloween traditional movie that we watch every October. So uh, to kick us off, Sean... Give us the question of the week that we'll be talking about for this full episode. Question. This one has layers to it, Rob. It's like a question onion. Recommend a horror film people should know about and highlight a horror film you watch every October. Very nice. All right. So what were just a couple of the answers that we got today? So our very first one was Ryan L. Terry, and he said, Stage Fright from 2014. It's a horror musical featuring Minnie Driver and Meatloaf. It's practically Glee meets Scream. Have any of you heard of this film? I've heard of the Hitchcock film Stage Fright, but not this one. Okay. I do not know Stage Fright, no. This movie was on Netflix. I don't know if it's still on there. I want to say that it is. I actually dug it. It was a genuine musical with rock as its theme. Wow. All the most of the songs were all rock music and not heavy metal, but it was not pop rock. It was rock. And you had electric guitars in there throughout the whole thing and they were just just singing their hearts out and um I actually enjoyed it. How did it compare to Anna and the Apocalypse? Oh, Anna's better, but okay. that's only because I'm a pop queen. So, you know, like those songs were just way too catchy not to get into. I love Anna the Apocalypse, <laughs> but Stage Fright is... We oh, can I agree to disagree on that. <gasps> what? <laughs> Blasphemy. 
Why didn't we like this, Brad? I love the first probably half hour of the movie, and then it just it quickly spiraled downhill to where I, I was just like, get on with it. Let's let's move on. You were mad when people started dying. That's what it was. <laughs> you got scared. You got you got me. <laughs> Do we have a backup guest that maybe agrees with us? A little I bit more? know. <laughs> maybe we should get Karen from HR to come in because I can't with Brad today. And it was so good. Okay, anyways, let's move on. What was his recommended, he said? That was recommended. His highlight that he watches every October was Trick or Treat. Absolutely love watching this quintessential Halloween movie. The kills are great, and the anthology is so much fun. I love Trick or Treat. Yeah. That's one of my um, October traditions as well. Yeah, I actually considered that one, but we already talked about it, so I picked something new. Exactly. Good, good. (laughs) I do love Trick or Treat. We can agree on that one. Yes. Okay. Very good. You're invited back. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What was another one? Uh, Invasion of the Remake said, their recommended is the strange color of your body's tears. We keep recommending it, but for a reason. Just see it. And then he said, or they said, my wife watches Paranormal Activity every October, so I do too. That one hits home because I love all those movies. Paranormals? Yes. Okay. Very good. I'll just stay silent on this one. <laughs> now, I believe that his recommendation um, was a movie that he also put up for a movie that we should review this year. Remember our um, January question of the week? What yeah. movie should we? Yeah. I think he also said that too. Or it might have been one last year where we were just like a movie that nobody knows that everybody should something like that but i remember him mentioning that before um so we do have more answers from our listeners listed we're going to hold off on that give you more throughout the show as this episode is just one big question of the week (laughs) hello boys and ghouls this one is a tale of a hazing gone wrong and a revenge most sweet please join us for candy corn (laughs) brad let's start with you why don't we talk about the movie that you wanted to recommend for everyone and then we'll um talk about your uh october tradition so what was the movie you brought to our show the movie i brought is a new movie that came out just this year it is josh hasty's candy corn um, I saw this movie at Horror Hound here in Cincinnati back in March, and I really, really liked it. And it just came out recently, finally, on uh, Blu-ray and digital. And it's it's just one of those movies that really got me back. It, it gave me that Halloween horror movie feel to it, and that throwback 80s, and it has all of your kind of old... 80s horror movie icon actors like Tony Todd. So it has Candyman in it. Mm -hmm. Um, PJ Souls from Halloween. Courtney Gaines from Children of the Corn. And then fairly newcomer Poncho Moeller, who some people might know from Rob Zombie's 31. Oh, okay. And he is. But this was a movie that was, was made out here outside of Cincinnati where I live and kind of takes place. It's like that Midwest fall movie that is about 
I'm not going to get into any spoilers, but it's about a group of kids that pick on kind of this outcast kid every year. And this year it goes too far. Uh, he gets brought back and then seeks revenge against the people who wronged him. Yeah. And I don't know. It, it was just a good movie. And it's not going to like win an Oscar or anything like that, but it was just one of those movies that clicked with me that I'm just like, it. I can easily add it to my yearly Halloween list. Now, what was it that attracted you to this movie? You went to this convention and did you hear about it or was it like the poster or was it just the plot alone that just gave you well, before I went, I kind of looked up some of the movies that were playing at the convention, and I had heard of Candy Corn because of Tony Todd. I had read an article about this movie he was doing, so I was like, "Oh, I need to try to see this movie." I was one. Of, I was fortunate to get in. It actually was overpacked. They had to turn away a bunch of people because it was so busy. Um, but I, I got in, got to see it, and then the next day, there was a panel for this movie with the director and all the stars, and how they were talking about how they, they really it took them about, I think he said, three years to get this movie made, because funding would fall through, so they had to kind of like keep going at it and going at it till they finally got the funding that they could get, and I think they shot it in a really short amount of time. So it was a quick shoot on a, you know, shoestring budget. And it just has that old eighties horror movie, you know, John Carpenter feel to me mm -hmm. that I just, that I just fell in love with when I fell in love with horror movies. Okay. So I had the pleasure of watching this movie as well. I wanted to watch it just to kind of give a little bit of my feedback on it. Um, one of the biggest things that stood out to me was the uh, practical effects and that mask, that scary ass pump. Was it a pumpkin? <laughs> I think it was a pumpkin. It yeah. was a pumpkin mask. Sean, this mask was <laughs> creepy as hell. If I were to see this anywhere, like this would be one of those masks that you would use for haunts. It, it just, oh, absolutely. I really, really liked how this mask was designed. And I, I think it was very fitting for the movie and, you know, like what had happened to him and stuff like that. And so one of the biggest things, and this is kind of why the movie is called Candy Corn, is it's sort of his his trademark, his calling card. He just leaves a bunch of candy corns around, if not in their mouths or something, when he takes them out. Yeah, there's there's somewhere around when he, after he kills somebody. You know what the scariest part of that is? I hate candy corn. I think it's so gross. <laughs> I think a, a lot of people do. <laughs> I can only do maybe three or four, and then after, after that, the taste is just, I can't anymore. I need a break, and then maybe I can come to it later and eat more. But after a while, like, yeah, it's not the best candy to yeah, eat, no. like, after, you know, <laughs> each like other. eating a flavored candle. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much what it is it's flavored wax yep. yeah <laughs> but yes the the mask in it i love the mask i i, I love that it's just like this scary almost like a demon pumpkin and how it's all just dark and dirty and 
grimy and it and the the noise that they give for him it's like this little growl when yeah. he's killing people mm-hmm. i also love poncho molar and i loved his doctor death at the end when he's given this you know like big speech um i thought he did a, a fantastic job and i i would love to see more not just of this character with the mask but i really like the doctor death character and i would like to see more of their little circ traveling circus and more of them in you know as they travel around that doctor death character has the potential to bring about his own anthology um, you know, just, I, I mean, I don't know if every single tale would be something, you know, bent on revenge, but he has the means to, you know, really just go to a different town, handle something that happened in there and then move on. But I think, um, another thing that I liked about it was the moral aspect of the movie too, because, you know, these people who are looked down upon as outcasts, uh, they too didn't really see it just so black and white, like this is justice, let's do this. And, you know, like good on, you know, good on them for, you know, you know, not good on them, but just like, you know, like, haha, that's what you get. You got your comeuppance, you know, like they were struggling with, do we stick with family and, or do we do the right thing? And I, I like that because it wasn't so cut and dry. These people were, fucking assholes and i hate it like oh god sean so like this movie the person who was wronged and needed you know got revenge or whatnot like no reason except for the fact of like who he is there is nothing wrong with them they didn't he didn't do anything to these group of people it's just apparently what a tradition that they do um to this because he was a a little he was different than them he was kind of like the the odd kid that was like oh he eats candy corn and he rides his bike without shoes and well that's his problem right there he's gonna hurt his feet (laughs) (laughs) i just watched the trailer for it okay so sean just from the trailer what did you think what was initial reaction to that the mask is creepy isn't it though yeah that's a good mask yeah um i can definitely see how it would look like uh uh like an 80s horror film because you can tell like you said brad um it was a low budget <laughs> but i think it works yeah. for the style of the movie yeah it, it has that that synth music too that you know from like the john carpenter movies and movies of that time um but rob you said about you could see it being anthology movies i love that idea of like the next movie with Dr. Death isn't necessarily that revenge with, you know, the Jacob character in the mask. It's just him in a town and it's something completely different. Yeah. I, I, I like the idea of it carrying on as something like that. You know, what was so funny is that, you know, hearing him speak about why he was doing it, it, it just made sense that this wasn't his first time doing it as well. You know, like, so even a prequel yeah. would even work because it just seemed he was so used to doing this type of thing whenever he saw it and he already had in his head like we've had to deal with this for so long and i'm sick and tired of witnessing it now it's time to do something about it you know Um, absolutely but i thought the uh kills were were good the dialogue of course i wasn't really too big of a fan of i don't think it was written that well but at the same time 
with a movie that didn't have too much of a big budget and an original idea, I think the movie definitely has its strength. And um, yeah, yeah, who knows? We may see more of this. Um, Sean, I wanted to tell you, I don't know if you noticed in the trailer, the the cop that was kind of there, the sheriff that was kind of running around. So that's Courtney Gaines, correct? Yes. Okay. So picture him just a little bit more slimmer, a ponytail, and he worked for An- um, Antonio Sabato Jr. Oh, really? Yes, that is him. Wow. <laughs> so he actually <laughs> guest starred on Charmed. Oh, yeah. Wow. He, he played the right hand man to this mobster guy. And the minute okay. I turned on the movie and I was like, I know that face. And then I looked him up and I was like, he was on charge. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah. Yeah. I just I just know him as in from Children of the Corn. Yeah. Oh, oh, yes. He was the older brother guy. Yes. Yeah. I didn't even, wow, that you're totally, you're, so isn't that the same guy who was on the Burbs too? Or was that somebody else? I think that's, that's somebody else. Okay, that's a different person. Okay. You know them redheads, they all look alike. No, I'm totally wow. kidding. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> that's racist. <laughs> all right, so um, Brad, what would you say, like, what's the type of fan or a person you think would enjoy a movie like this? Who is the audience? I think it's fans of like the throwback 80s type of of film the not necessarily a, sh- a slasher because i wouldn't consider it so much a slasher mm-hmm. as just a i don't know it's got that that 80s feel i just kind of a i mean it's a revenge movie but not completely like you would think of as a revenge movie okay just more of like the 80s horror if you're into 80s horror i think you you would enjoy it okay and if you love indie horror i mean there's a lot of that out there but i I, you know i think you you could enjoy this as well okay so um final thoughts and what would you rate this film uh i mean final thoughts is i would absolutely say check this movie out if you get a chance i am a big fan of it um we are actually doing a screening here in Cincinnati with the director soon, which I'm really excited about. And I just, I really like it. And I've watched it a couple times. It will probably go into my yearly Halloween rotation with the the, the few that I'm like, I watch, try to watch at least every year. Mm-hmm. Um, I gave it a three and a half out of five. Okay. All right. Um, I am going to second that and give it three and a half. I think there is an audience for this. I think that there is a little bit of appreciation and a little bit of a traditional sort of setting with this. You know, it's a it's a very common story. And but I do think there are elements in here that that definitely made it uh, unique. And again, a great a great mass to a killer um, but 3.5 for me as well and um, where can they find this movie uh, I know they can find it anywhere you can uh, you know iTunes Google anywhere you can get movies on demand digitally um, it's also on blu-ray which you can get it through epic pictures I know directly on their website mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure anywhere else you can find a blu-ray you could probably pick up a copy of it Okay, very good. 
And so let's move on to your uh, Halloween or October tradition. What movie do you usually watch every October? Movie I watch every October. This one, this is one I definitely don't miss aside from, you know, like Charlie Brown and stuff like that. I I love watching those with my kids. But the original 1968, The Night of the Living Dead. I absolutely love that movie. And I love everything about that movie. I always watch it every year. <laughs> now, why this mo- movie? Uh, it's one of those movies, like when I really kind of first got into horror, it's one of those movies, you know, when you watch movies, how you see people flipping through the TV late at night and they come across some old movie. Usually it's like them with the giant ants coming at them or or something like that, some old monster movie like that this this movie was that movie for me it was flipping through the tv late at night and i landed on oh what is this coming on it's a black and white movie which younger i'm like oh this is going to be awful and it comes up and it says night of the living dead and the cemetery scene when he's like they're coming to get you barbara and and it just from right there i just sat there i watched the whole movie beginning to end and from then on out, I was like, I just, I love this movie so much. So you've seen this, Sean. I own this, Sean. Okay. And I had never seen it before. I watched it for the first time because I grew up with the color version. So I just have a couple of questions before we move on. Um, the zombies, while they were slow, they seem to still be cognitive. I don't know if that's the right word about their surroundings. So like the very first zombie that we see, he's trying to get into the window, but if I'm not mistaken, he was also trying to pull on the car handle to open the door. If I miss that, I miss that. But then when he couldn't get in, he turned around and grabbed a rock to beat the glass with. That to me says your brain is working to its full capacity. And I did not know that zombies could do that, especially for that being the first one out. What are your thoughts on this? Because you don't see that anywhere else. They're either the running fast ones or they are ones who are just like brain dead and don't know what they're doing. Well, most of the zombies in the George Romero series, you know, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, Land of the Dead, all those like a lot of them are kind of like those they're all slow Mm -hmm. but there are a lot of the mindless ones but in his movies there are always um like is it day is it day yeah day of the dead when they're underground where they have bub yeah he's a zombie that can kind of like he can kind of like start to think and you know he holds a gun and shoots it and it's the same when when we get later to land of the dead they they have like the leader of the zombies who had they have rifles and they they were they kind of have that cognitive mm-hmm. can remember and can figure out how to use things so it's always been part of his zombies across the board and that's so kind it, of the basis of dawn of the dead is that they return to something they're familiar with so that's why they yeah. all flock to the mall where heroes are okay correct okay all right well um the lead girl barbara i wanted to strangle the <laughs> shit out of her so much because i am used to the lead and the other one yeah being so tough i thought i was gonna get a powerhouse with her and she (laughs) was so annoying i wanted to wring her neck 
And if I had to hear that name, what was his name? Peter? I forget her brother's name. Oh my God, Jack or something. I, I was just like, shut up with his name. Like, stop saying it. But that image when he comes to the house and he like grabs the door and he has that face, the brother, I was like, whoa, that was a good look. Like, that was a very scary moment for me. And I know that she just lost it when she saw him. But um, yeah, no, it's a good movie. For the time when this movie came out, I mean, it came out in 1968. So that, I mean, that's this was a kind of a, a big deal when this movie came out yeah 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 so um no that's a really good horror tradition have do you watch it often sean or um i've only seen that one once and i'm gonna say something blasphemous right now i actually <laughs> like the remake of dawn of the dead more than the original oh really <laughs> okay that's uh, not blasphemous i actually really like the remake of dawn yes. of the dead a little bit more than the original i do i love the original just fine but the 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 remake it's one of Zack snyder's better movies for sure yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> Writ, written by james gunn too <laughs> oh i didn't know that oh yeah 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 mm. well uh those were um brad's recommendation and uh horror movie tradition for every october we're gonna take a small break and then come back and we'll hear from sean <gasps> <laughs> I'm Brad. I'm Justin. And I'm the Cinemaiden. We are the Cinema Guys. We do a movie podcast. We're just three friends who love to talk about movies and probably the best podcast you've ever heard about movies ever. Or is it the best podcast you ever heard or the best podcast you've never heard yet? Ooh. But what if they have heard and they forgot that they heard and they have heard it before? Then they should listen again. Yes. Oh, dear God. Um, Ashley, real quick. Top favorite episode you've ever had of the cinema guys go. Aquaman would make fun of Brad the whole time. <laughs> oh, Aquaman was a good one. Every other week we have a full episode where we give our top lists. How about usually a new movie? Usually, usually a new Not movie. Always. And then, you know, we always give at home recommendations at the very end. Yeah. But my favorite With the is our fun list. little banter. In I between. think the lists are the best thing that we do. Yeah. Our lists are fun. Because I love to make lists about movies. Just head over to wearethecinemaguys.com and you can subscribe, contact, listen to the show, all of that. As I always like to say, maybe sometime we will see you at the movies. Boy, that Brad knows how to pick them. What a creepy movie that was, Candy Corn. Now coming up next, wow, what a good choice I made two hours ago. What a great movie. This movie's about love and a woman being brought back to life. Submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society, I call this story Frankenhooker. And we're back, and it's time for more question of the week, 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 week. (laughs) (laughs) So we've got Friday the 13th Horror Podcast said, I think more people should know about Burning Bright. Odd premise, amazing, all in caps, movie. I feel like I always have to watch Trick or Treat every Halloween or it doesn't feel right. (laughs) So another Trick or Treat. Mm -hmm. Um, Has anybody heard of Burning Bright? No. No, I do not know that one. Now, I've talked to you about this, Sean, um, very briefly. I don't listen to most of what you say. uh, Apparently. (laughs) But um, so during the whole Crawl movie campaign, um, I said that there was another movie very similar to this, but it involved a tiger instead of mm, a crocodile. Yeah. And okay, so now you remember. So this was direct to video 
and it involved a girl who had to take care of her autistic brother overnight in this home during a storm. So she couldn't leave, but on top of that, she was locked in the home. All the windows and doors were boarded up, and a tiger was loose in there. There is a reason for that specific scenario, and it is fucked up. But just watching her take care of her autistic brother, who doesn't like to be touched, so how do you maneuver yourself around this house while a tiger is after you? You have to keep quiet, you have to be stealth, and there were tons of scenes where the tiger was real. So all of it felt authentic, and it is a movie that I think should be watched if you are into stuff like that. I think I know where they got their name from. It's a poem. Yeah. Tiger, yeah. Tiger, Burning Bright. Mm-hmm, right? Exactly. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I would definitely go out and look this up if you haven't seen it. It's it's awesome. Okay. I'll have to put it on the list. I enjoy I enjoyed Crawl for what it was. It just yeah, a so straight up, hey, there's alligators and we just need to get away from them. Exactly. <laughs> I heard it was just okay. And then I saw it and I was like, I was on the edge of my seat the whole movie. Yeah. yeah. These people did not walk away unscathed. No. Like that to me brings a lot of tension for me when you know the hero can be hurt and they didn't, they didn't leave them. <laughs> um, undamaged so yeah i i i thought it was fun when i lived in orange county there was this place called sinister point that would build mazes for like halloween mazes and they eventually just opened their own and they did a screening of trick-or-treat where they built a yard with like there's a house and they played the movie and they had i don't know if it was a kid or a midget but they had somebody dress up as sam and run through the audience when the kill scenes were happening. Oh, really? It was that amazing. Cool. That, <laughs> that would be cool. awesome. So what's another one that we had? Macabre Media Podcast says, I'm ready for this one. They look like people. Rob's excited. Now Sean's excited because The Void is their other pick. Uh, I know you don't like The Void. I know I cannot with The Void. I cannot. I I did not like it. I almost turned it off. One out of three? I'm the only one? I almost turned that off. That movie made me so angry. But let's focus on the positive. (laughs) (laughs) No, um, Sean, what was it about The Void that you liked so much? To me, it it had such an 80s vibe and it had such a Clive Barker vibe that it's just like everything that I love. Totally get that. Totally get that. Um, now, give me the title to the other one. They look like people. Yeah. Is that what you said? Okay. So anytime I bring this movie up, I never remember the title, so I can't recommend it. And I'm so glad that somebody besides me said this movie. Now, this is as indie as it comes. I would say this is a movie that was like done by college kids who just had an idea and just put it out there. It barely had a cast. It was like maybe four people. And this guy ends up running into an old college friend and they end up rekindling the sort of their friendship after so long of being apart. But this guy who comes to visit and stays with them goes all frailty on us and believes that there are demons and monsters walking around that look like people. And he hears voices in his head who believe um, that he's being contacted by an outside source recruiting him to get rid of these monsters. And he keeps getting these clues about who it is and what to look for. And visually, as we're watching, we don't know if the images that he's seeing is all in his head 
for mental illness or if he's actually seeing monsters. And the tension that comes with, you know, him being a danger to himself and to others, especially his college friend, it just it's so eerie and it's a little quiet. It's a little bit of a slow burn, but I loved it. I think this is a great movie. Hopefully it's still on Netflix is that's where I discovered it. I would definitely check it out. Okay. Okay. All right. I have, I have not heard of it. Yeah, no, it's, I I think it's fun. I think it's a good movie. Um, All right, Sean, tell us what you brought to the table. What is your recommendation for horror? All right, I'm sorry to do this to you guys, but for my recommendation, I did bring an Oscar-worthy movie. Um, <laughs> the movie's called Frankenhooker. <laughs> um, this movie was... Ooh, let me get my info. It was made in 1990 by Frank Henenlotter, who is best known for his basket case movies. Which is funny because I still haven't watched those. I've watched one or two out of order. I I know what they are. I know what basket case is. Okay. And then it stars, actually, her name is Patty Mullen. She was a, uh, what's the word? Like she posed in magazines, porn star, but not sex. Playboy. Playboy, penthouse girl. Yeah. Yeah, penthouse. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we don't deal with those books so we don't know what they're called <laughs> it's like i think playgirl wow. sports illustrated swimsuit edition i don't know i don't know <laughs> but yeah this movie to me i actually found it kind of by mistake because a band that chris really likes has a song called frankenhooker and then so i love the song and then I was at Amoeba Music, and I was going through the horror section. And I was like, it's a thing? It exists? <laughs> so um, I Netflixed it, and then I ended up buying it right away. I should have just bought it when I saw it. But it's basically about this girl who is dating this eccentric, scientist-y type guy. And <laughs> I guess you could call him that. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> Um, he has an automatic lawnmower and she's playing with it and it runs her over and her body parts go flying everywhere. So now he wants to bring her back to life, but he needs new body parts for her. So he figures nobody's going to miss a hooker. (laughs) So he goes around killing hookers to get body parts. Yes. And he puts her back together with hooker body parts. And then she basically just walks around as Frankenhooker going, want a date? Got any money? (laughs) Oh my god, I can't believe this movie. Okay, so Sean, what is it about this film that just makes it like wh- like why do you like it so much? What a- what attracts you to this movie? Um, it's just so ridiculous and so fun. I think because it was made to be what it is. Like when when the prostitutes look, I'm using nice words. <laughs> when the prostitutes die, they basically explode. But their bodies look so fake when they're about to explode. It's just funny. <laughs> and like every time I meet someone new, I end up talking about Frankenhooker and then we end up watching it. Like I made you watch it. Yes, you did. And I remember after we watched it, you're like, you know, everybody has that stupid movie they recommend. But this one was actually good. <laughs> <laughs> I found this movie to be funny. This is not a traditional horror movie of the sense it has horror elements. It's definitely a B movie. 
Um, I appreciate it for what it is. Do I watch it again? No. No? I am not watching this movie ever again. But Sean, I know why you like it because I know you. And <laughs> and I no, no, honestly, I definitely appreciate this movie. I was dying. I was entertained. I thought it was funny. I you know, the music on top of that was was great. And I knew what I was getting myself into, put it that way. And that's what this is for. Sean is recommending this to you, but here is what you're getting yourself into. Mm -hmm. So just know that. And if that sounds like a movie that is up your alley, then yes, check it out because it is cheesetastic, but it's the good. Actually, everybody... It's that government cheese (laughs) (laughs) Everybody I've shown it to actually has liked it. I haven't met anyone who's like, that was a waste. Uh, Was that before or after you put out? Because I'm sure that's... Wow. (laughs) No, honestly, there are a lot of good things about this movie. But sick of Brad. I did watch it. Sick of Give it to him. (laughs) (laughs) No, I actually found this movie... It's obviously completely ridiculous. What? But I enjoyed it. Like, it's one of those... Like, if it was on late at night... This is the, totally the type of movie that I would stay up late as, you know, you're just flipping going, oh, hey, this movie, I could sit and watch this because it, it makes absolute, for the most part, you're like, this makes absolutely no sense at all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but after watching it, like, I, I found myself walking around going, you have any money? <laughs> like, it... it there's just those, those things that stick in you, in your head, and it, it's just... The, the guy, I'm like, how does this guy going to marry this girl, for one, <laughs> yeah. because he's... And and I know there's just so many questions I had as while I'm watching it. Like, why is he doing science experiments in their kitchen? And... <laughs> <laughs> why does he have a brain with an eyeball that he keeps exactly. in <laughs> And the, I love the jokes of, you know, he's from New Jersey and he's got to go to New York to get the hookers because that's nobody will miss him there. And it, like, it's so of that, like, late 80s, early 90s vibe that it's weird. It's strange, but I kind of liked it. Like, <laughs> I like their color palette, too, just with the set design and the design of her. I, you know, if we're going to get a little technical, I think they paid attention to what they were doing. They weren't just drunk and was like, we need this over there and say this line like they really did put in the work for it. And they were very traditional. It just seemed <laughs> like this was made, you know, like not necessarily in elementary school, but they use elementary sort of like cues like having bolts like who like we did that back in the day we don't need bolts in them to signify that they're you know frankenstein but they went very traditional with it and so they just gave you stuff that you recognize basically can we can we talk about the uh the pimp for these hookers oh no (laughs) zorro (laughs) like who is this guy (laughs) it's just I don't know. It's a lot of this. It's hard to explain. You have to watch this movie in order to understand. Like you could say, oh, go watch Frankenhooker and people will look at you like, what? And I'm like, no, really. If you're if you love cheesy, this is right up your alley. (laughs) Now, you know, I've been to, you know, 
a handful of horror conventions and and stuff like that. And this movie is predominantly there. You know, it's on a t-shirt, it's on a poster. People out there do know about it. And would you say it's a cult classic? I think it's becoming one because they released it on Blu-ray only a few years ago. Mm -hmm. I want to say it was four years ago and that's when I picked it up. And slowly I've been seeing it more and more. Like I bought the shirt, I think last year we went to midsummer screen wherever yeah, we went screen, to yeah. mm-hmm. but i think it was the only shirt they had there so it's still not everywhere yeah but yeah it's, it's getting there so brad take us through everything so i tell you you're gonna watch frankenhooker now did you watch a trailer did i watch it yes i did watch the trailer first okay and what then your thoughts from that <laughs> thoughts from the trailer was like what am i getting into <laughs> Because, (laughs) you know, on the cinema, guys, I'm the one that, one, I love horror movies and I love just bad movies. So they make fun of me all the time for my bad movie taste. So watching the trailer, I was like, okay, what is this? But then there's that piece in my brain that's like, you're probably going to like it. (laughs) So immediately I was like, I need to find this movie, which is not easy to find and watch it. Yeah, it's not. Unfortunately, it's not, but it's possible. But yeah, yeah. Where so did you uh, find it? I I actually found it on YouTube. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. And that makes sense. Like I said, it it's it was it's definitely one of those movies that is up my alley as far as one of those as I would classify so bad it's good because. I mean, they're they're not taking it seriously at all. The movie's called Frankenhooker. It's not going to be... You're not going in for, like, this serious horror movie. But... And and the the facial expressions she makes, like, when she twists her her mouth. (laughs) What? (laughs) But, yes. I'm, I'm with you on this one. It's ridiculous, but fun. I love the fact that we have a movie called Frankenhooker and, like, nobody hooks. Like, there's no sex. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> it's like nobody got busy at all. You would think this is like a horror parody of some porn movie. And like, nobody's doing it. And I'm just like, well, what a ripoff. I paid to watch some dead women have sex. Well, with the way these people look in this movie, I don't want to see it. <laughs> there's no sex, but there's there's plenty of boobs for, for anyone. Yes, that- <laughs> yes there is. Yes, there's, a, sure. there's a whole bucket full of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Sean, rate this film. What would you <laughs> give this movie? You know what? As ridiculous as it sounds, I'm going to give it a four because... I rewatch it all the time. I recommend it all the time. And it's funny to me every time. And I get different reactions out of everybody. Like two of my friends almost wanted to turn it off. They were so bored with the beginning. And then they love the second half. And now it's like a tradition with us. Okay. Um, the guy Anthony and I are kind of dating right now. Like he's more in- intellectual. So seeing the main character go through like drilling his head and like all the monologuing he was like in for that part so i like seeing people watch it okay all right brad the newcomer what did you think your first time around how would you rate this uh i rated it i actually gave it a middle ground so out of five i gave it a two and a half it doesn't mean it's bad it's just one of those like it's kind of middle of the road movies Mm -hmm. and it's it's one that i 
I would probably I will probably watch again at some point. Okay. All right. Um, my personal view as far as entertainment, it gets a three. Um, again, I don't think I would watch it again unless under certain circumstances. The audience, I think, is very niche. It is only going to grab specific types of horror fans, or not even horror fans, just fans. I will say that. But um, you're never going to find a movie like this at all. And <laughs> <No>. <laughs> there are way way worse movies than this so i mean they did something as far as entertainment goes they did it right so you know you guys should count yourselves as lucky because i almost chose rubber instead of frankenhooker i have never seen rubber i would have been totally down for that i do need to see it so um that's that's another uh (laughs) yeah one of those movies All right, Sean, so what is your movie for October? What do you like to watch every year around this time? So this accidentally became an October movie that I watched because I kept trying to get Rachel to watch it, but she loves trick-or-treaters, so every time we'd start it, she'd run to the door to give candy, and we'd just keep trying to watch it, and yeah, it became a thing. Okay. But it's a movie, real quick, it's funny because when I was younger, I loved Jim Carrey. I was all for him. I was copying his lines, everything. So when I saw The Frighteners and I saw this actor, Jeffrey Combs, in it, I'm like, this guy's totally ripping off Jim Carrey. Like, what the deuce? Mm-hmm. But it turns out Jim Carrey is ripping off Jeffrey Combs yeah. from Reanimator. Okay. Which is my movie. All right. So <laughs> Reanimator. I unfortunately have not seen this, so I can't give too much opinion about this. But Brad, did you see this? Oh, I, I own this movie. This oh, is okay. this is one of those classic. It, it's just anyone who's into horror. Reanimator is one of those that's part of their collection. It It's another one of those kind of a, a cheesy 80s horror movie that's so it it again it's ridiculous not quite as ridiculous as frankenhooker but it's it's a fun zombie-esque movie with mm-hmm. <laughs> for the most part this guy who's in a his head is in a, a pan most of the time <laughs> like <laughs> with this growly voice talking to you and then jeffrey combs is just crazy in it it's it, it's a great movie so it seems that sean has a type I know it struck me that I chose two very similar movies, but I wanted to be real. These are ones that I watch. All right. What kind of feel do you get from watching it every year? Why is this one of a repeated movie? Is, is it something that you catch something new all the time or does it ever it doesn't get boring? Like what is it about its replay value? Um, it's just it's a fun movie and it's one it's like like Brad said, it's like Frankenhooker where it's ridiculous not as ridiculous but just being able to see some of that stuff on the screen makes it just a different type of movie to watch and there's two sequels that I don't get to watch enough I'm actually thinking right now I don't remember the last time I watched them so there's replayability there I was I was just gonna ask you if you've seen the sequels I have Bride of Reanimator and Beyond Reanimator correct I own both of those too so do I (laughs) now are these comedies or are there actual like scares in in this or or is it just like something silly but yet gross so I would say like if you think of Frankenhooker that's comedy with a little bit of horror because Mm -hmm. of the graphic 
Yeah. But Reanimator, I think, is more middle of the road. I would say it's it does have some gross con- um, horror type elements to it, but it's still funny. Okay. All yeah. Right. But I think I remember liking Brighter Reanimator the best. I haven't watched the sequels, both the sequels, in a long time, but yeah. so I can't. I don't remember which one. I think of the original is always the one that I go back to it that I like the most. Yeah, my memory of Beyond Reanimator is I watched it with my sister, and for some reason, somebody's penis gets chopped off and it gets brought back to life, and it ends up like dancing with a rat. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> well, can't so I guess wait that to one's watch- more comedy. <laughs> Can't wait to watch that one. Um, no, Reanimator is something that's been on my list for a while. I don't know what has stopped me from watching it, up, you know, but um, it is something that I do want to check out. I haven't even watched a trailer or anything. I know nothing. So this will be a complete surprise for me. But um, very nice tradition. And, you know, with Brad saying that he owns it, I'm sure a lot of other people, mm-hmm. you know, watch this as their tradition as well. All right, so we're going to take another small break, and then um, I'll go over my choice for recommendation as well as a traditional October movie. Save the worst for last. (laughs) (laughs) And that is why a virgin needed to light the black flame candle. Wow, Rob. Who would have thought brunch is such a great time to talk about witches? Of course, I totally agree. Okay, so tell me this. Who is your favorite Hollowell sister? I never watched Charmed. I was more into Buffy. Oh, excuse me. If you are a big Charmed fan, join us here at Brunch with the Hollowells, where I, Rob the Charm fanatic, and Sean the newbie, we recap one episode each Sunday during brunch, and it is my goal to convince Sean that Charmed is an amazing show. Maybe. You can find us on all podcast apps, including iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, and many more. Blessed be. (laughs) Boy, I do love that dancing penis. What a movie. Anyway, I guess we have to talk about Rob's too. So now. For the closing to our show, what a demented, dastardly movie we're getting into. Follow us into the deviant, devilish den of depravity with the movie Triangle. And we're back, and I have more movie recommendations for you. Let's see, Chris737 said, Sleepaway Camp. And I have to watch Halloween and Friday the 13th every year. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, ha- I've seen Sleepaway Camp. I'm glad that I saw it. it. It's one of those sort of rites of passage. Like, if you're going to be a horror fan, you got to watch Sleepaway Camp. That scene in the end, which I won't spoil, it creeps me out. Yeah. <laughs> like, just the way it's shot with the shadow and that noise. And Now, I actually called it. I re- we've talked about this. Yeah, yeah. You I think actually, you're so smart. I am very <laughs> smart. Well, I'm. I was just glad that I was able to avoid said spoiler 
and you know until I watched it because you would think it would have been told to me in some shape or form. Um, the sequels is something that I definitely want to check out as well. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> I, I don't know. I just want to see how it continues. I I hear it's about the same person, yeah. so um, I just want to see where all. it goes. The sequels, there's there's worth watching for fun value. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right, Mike, Mike and Oscar said, I try to watch a new horror franchise I haven't gotten around to every year, and last year's choice was the Sleepaway Camp Trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. And he put, just wow. I always knew about the ending to one, but wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess he just didn't expect that ending either. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brad, you saw Sleepaway Camp, right? I, I have, yes. Oh, okay. I don't think I don't think I've watched the sequels. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, movie Time Machine says The Thing and Children of the Corn. Okay. I read that one for Brad because I respect him. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love The Thing. Mm-hmm. What Do We Call It says Troma's Redneck Zombies. It's cheesy, sure, but it's got mad 90s blockbuster night appeal. Okay. Now, I love my 90s, so I might have to check that one out. Yeah, maybe we can pair Frankenhooker with it. Yeah. <laughs> Pop-Up Filmcast says, I don't tend to watch any movie every October, but if I did, American Werewolf in London would be a good option. And as far as a recommendation, Troll Hunter. Nice. Which I really like mm. Troll Hunter. Okay. I have, I have not seen Troll Hunter. Yeah, I haven't seen that one either, I don't think. It's a found footage about people hunting gigantic trolls in the wilderness now being gigantic are they easy to find i don't i don't think they were oh and if i remember right i think they were gay too oh really it's been a while since i watched it but gay storyline characters i'll have to check that out well um thank you everybody for answering our question of the week if we did not get to your uh answer do apologize but we love starting a big conversation on twitter with these questions so i hope you guys enjoyed answering that and possibly learning about a new movie that you didn't know about in the process uh so i will go ahead and give my recommendation the movie that i think that people should check out uh is triangle uh just the one word it's uh 2009 And it's about a group of friends who uh, suffer a yachting accident but take refuge on a cruise drifting in the open sea. But they quickly realize that um, there is a uh, killer on the loose on there taking them out one by one. So I picked this movie because... I found the story to be very engaging. It has a great casting in it. Um, Melissa George, who I am a big fan of. Uh, Jack Taylor, uh, Michael Dorman. We also have um, Henry Nixon and Liam Hemsworth in one of his first few roles. And uh, I kind of would put this in the traditional sense of slasher, but um, it's done with a twist. And I think that when you get to the heavy part of the story and you get to see what's really going on, I think it gives you something to not only enjoy watching, but it also gives you something to think about, a puzzle to solve, 
And um, I, I think also the way that it's edited and filmed, it you have to appreciate the continuity of it all because I, I could never film a movie like this. And anybody who has seen this movie will know why. I, I, I just think it was just a really good job. And I liked how it all wrapped up, literally. And <laughs> um, yeah, I just really enjoy this movie and, and for its unique storytelling and... Um, yeah, the horror, you know, that 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 it brought to the table. Um, did you guys get a chance to watch Triangle? I did, and I agree it was very thought-provoking because I couldn't stop thinking, God, Liam Hemsworth looks so good with a shaved head. <laughs> <laughs> he looked really good. And for a long time, I thought that was Chris, but then found out, oh, my God, there are three of you. So then I looked it up, and I was like, oh, you're the brother. <laughs> you gave me so much crap for thinking it was Chris in Isn't It Romantic, and it was Liam. So yes, now the tables are turned. Well, how old was I back then? You should know yeah. now. But, yeah, yeah, they look exactly alike when they well, were younger. For for me, I thought he looked very Josh Hartnett in the movie. Oh, That's he why did. I liked him. Oh, he did. <laughs> I have a big Josh crush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. Um, so, uh, Brad, what did you think of the movie? I really enjoyed it. There, there are some questions with the twists in the movie, which I can't... We're not going to spoil anything. Mm-hmm. I, want, I want people to go watch it, but... Overall, the the concept of the movie and the twists and the the reasoning why things are happening and the way it's going, I I really enjoyed it. I really like Melissa George. I loved her in Thirty Days of Night and with Josh Hartnett. With Josh Hartnett. <laughs> <laughs> but I I really enjoyed this movie. I I hadn't heard of it when you suggested. It. I was like, "Oh, I I don't know this movie." So when I watched it, I was I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, and I remember you've been trying to make me watch it for a while, and I finally had to because you picked it. But I'm glad I watched it because I liked it too. Um, I made my peace with the narrative. I know I can't see too much, but I read comics, so it was easy to manage. Okay, <laughs> all right. I um yeah I worked at a video store when I discovered this movie and it was on the shelf it was new I read about it I was like why not they're free you know I watch as much as I can for my customers and I was just blown away with how this was executed because in the first like half hour of the movie half the cast is gone and you're like what are you going to do for a freaking hour and then <laughs> They gave us why, and I was just like, oh, okay, I like this. I think this is very good. And um, this movie also has a heavy drama to it as well. It is a very sort of um, sad story in, in, in a way of it's not just about scares and, you know, just people dying. There is a little bit of a tragic story behind this. And a, a little bit of a um, morally questioned sort of scenario. And it's about redemption and forgiveness and second chances and things like that. And so there's a little bit more to it than just hacking up people for, for 90 minutes. But um, yeah, there is a little bit of a questionable plot holes and things like that. I mean, I think with a movie with it like like this... Um, you know, I don't want to get into it, but like movies like this always have that questionable question. Like, how is that possible? Is this supposed to happen? Yada, yada. 
And so, like, I totally get it, but I think just the way that it was executed, and it gives you a little bit of an ambiguous ending, too, which I like. Um, We're not force-fed some kind of, you know, ending that they just wanted to give us. Um, They leave it open to interpretation, and I like stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, that's why I recommended this one. I know this movie you can't really talk about too much (laughs) because you just give away anything. But... um, (laughs) Um, I'm just trying to think, uh, what did you think about like the, like the acting and like, I guess some of the kills that was going on? Did it make sense? Was it too confusing for audiences? Uh, I think at, no, I didn't think it was confusing. Like I liked this. I mean, it wasn't a mass killer, almost like, uh, they gave the, killer as you would first see it kind of that look from friday the 13th part two where they're just wearing like the the hood with the eye holes yeah with i don't know i i i really liked how they did that and the twists with you know (laughs) (laughs) it's hard it's hard not to to give things away without saying oh when they did this or oh when they did this but I thought everybody in it did a great job, mm-hmm. and you are correct the the uh, the moral story and everything like that really like tugged at my heart with mm-hmm. <laughs> the way it went, and I liked that it gave it more than just hey we're gonna kill some people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the visuals too, like that one scene where she chases the redhead out onto the. That, okay, so that moment was when I was like, I have to tell everybody about this movie (laughs) because just, again, just having to keep up with continuity and stuff like that, I just thought that was just a brilliant way to, like, twist a little bit on the slasher genre. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, no, that scene is very perfect. So I'm glad you kind of, like, were impacted by that because anybody could find that to be completely cheesy or doesn't make sense, or whatever, this is hokey. But I actually was very impacted by that. Uh, Brad, you remember that scene that he's talking about, right? Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay, yeah. <laughs> With the vampire baby and the dragon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start making up my own twist. But um, so the ship that they're on, I thought was an, also, was an awesome sort of setting for it, too. It was very creepy. It was very old school, kind of like ghost ship in a way. Uh, a little bit so I found the setting to be good it was like a maze in itself you know I wouldn't be able to navigate anything like that was that harbor shit like that because I I can't yeah actually I think it's funny too because I think I watched this the night of or the night after I went to Dark Harbor at Mm -hmm. the Queen Mary and I was like that was me yeah it was Melissa George Um, but yeah, um, I think the type of audience that would enjoy a movie like this is um, um you know, people who aren't afraid to watch possible gems from like direct to video, if you need for these horror movies to be on screen for any kind of credibility, this movie's not for you. This is something that's completely under the radar. And, um, you know, anybody who just wants a little bit of different that actually puts a little bit more into the story, uh, and and not so much just a full on horror. This is a little bit of a drama, I guess. A thriller is the proper term for it. But um, yeah, if you want to think a little bit and try and figure out a small puzzle as you're watching this horror movie, I think this would be a good one for you. So, um, Sean, what would you rate this? 
I'm going to give it a 3.5. Okay. All right. Cool. It did make me want to watch it again once I figured out what was happening to look for all the subtleties that would have showed it off. Great, great way to say it. I think the replay value in this is big because you will notice and see things you probably didn't catch on or you can try and piece it all together now that you know what to look for. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a definite reason to watch it again. Um, How about you, Brad? I gave it a three out of five. Okay. Like I thought it was it was a solid movie that I would definitely suggest for people to to check out. And it does have a, a a rewatchability, like you said, to be able to see if you can figure out, you know, what's going on or or kind of piece it together before it gets to, you know, the the big reveal, kind of like a, yeah, when they start the sixth sense kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Where you're watching that, trying to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, so for my... Oh, yeah. And I think that you can find this movie on Hulu right now. It may just be for the month of October. So again, you have about a little over a week to check it out. Um, but yeah, I believe I did see it on Hulu. Otherwise, you can get it you know, on Amazon, Vudu, um, Fandango, anywhere where you can probably purchase films. Um but, you know, thank you guys for checking out the movie. Um, I'm glad you finally watched it, Sean. <laughs> uh, so for my October tradition, I wanted to avoid a movie that I would love to do a full episode on. So I'm going to cheat just a little bit. This isn't an authentic horror movie, but it is horror-esque. I chose um, Ernest Scared Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I love this movie so much because it is like 100% a Halloween themed movie. Uh, it deals with monsters. It takes place on Halloween and all of the horror and October and seasonal elements is in this film, but it's hilarious. And it has Ernest P. World in it, Jim Varney. I mean, how can you go wrong with that? But here's the thing that troll was scary as shit. Now, if you want to introduce your child to a horror movie without traumatizing them into therapy, this is one of those movies that you can slowly get them into it because there's not much like bloodshed or anything like that, but the troll is designed so well by the brothers from Killer Clowns. If you notice oh, some the of the Chiodos brothers? Yes. Some of the trolls, if you noticed, looked exactly like the Killer Clowns. And so oh. the ideas for the design came from those brothers. It's even the credits. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why this movie stands out to me so much and why I just love watching it every year because it's it's one of those things where people our age are like, remember that movie back in the day when we were kids? Oh, that scene, especially when Homegirl was looking under her bed and she turns around and that smelly ass thing was kicking it next to her the whole I time. That, scene. that shit was <laughs> fucked up. But just the way he like the troll throws his voice to sound like his friends and it's super creepy. Like it is so good. Brad, did you have you ever seen this movie? I have seen it. It's been a long time since I've watched it. I didn't get a chance to rewatch it before before this, but I used to really love the Ernest movies, like Ernest Saves Christmas, the mm-hmm. Ernest Scared Stupid, and like he was he was a big thing there for a while. Like it was like oh, a new Ernest movie coming out almost every year. Exactly. So, and this was one when I was younger that 
I, I did watch. It's just been a long time. Mm-hmm. Now that I think of it, I was like, should I, is it time to uh, show my kids who Ernest is? Yeah. No, I mean, I, you know, I'm not a parent. I can't tell you <laughs> if you should show your kids. But I think this would be a nice, you know, view the movie first. If you think it's not too heavy, you know, definitely. I mean, it's it's a little more on the childlike sense, like some, like lower than or closer to like Gremlins. I think Gremlins is more horror than this one, but I think it has just the right amount of elements to be horror just to see if they are into that sort of monster sort of deal, you know? Yeah. And Eartha Kitt is in this. Oof. Eartha Kit. I mean, I, I don't know what else to say. She shines in this as the lady with the haunted house. You know, every town has one, and she is that one. And she played this part so well, so funny. And she just rolled with the punches on this one. I loved her in this. So yeah, I watch that. I watch this one every year because it's just something fun to watch. And it just reminds me a little bit of my childhood as well, you know, and why I loved Halloween back in the day. So yeah, that's why I, I watched this one. All right. So Brad, uh, we'll start with you. I want to know a little bit of your honorable mentions. What, what other ones do you watch every, every year? If you have any, what ones that I watch every year, it, Halloween, the original Halloween is a staple. I mean, it's, I used to have a roommate that when I, uh, lived in colorado that every year her and i on halloween would we'd sit down and watch we had to watch john carpenter's halloween or else basically it wasn't the halloween season Mm -hmm. um i love trick-or-treat that is one that i love to watch uh like all of these maybe i don't watch every year but they are movies that like this time of the year i'm like oh i maybe i should pull this one out or this one like the Evil Dead movies, Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness. I love all three of them. I may not watch every single one of them every year, but they do They do make it out from time to time. Okay. The Thing the thing is just one I can watch whenever. <coughs> but the new 2018 Halloween will probably get rewatched this year's because I really did like that one. Oh, there's I, uh, there's so much that I love. Like a couple that I have on my list that I'm going to rewatch this year because I haven't seen them in a while. Are have you ever seen Feast? Oh God, I love Feast. Oh yeah, Feast is amazing. I'm like I haven't watched this movie in a long time. I need to rewatch it. Or they just announced that they're finally making the third one in the Collector, the Collection, and then they're coming out with a third one called the Collected. Ooh, it's, yeah. Yeah, Which I heard about the collected. I, I I love those are the first one is a lot more indie horror than the second one's a little bit bigger budget, but it originally the original concept started out as a Saw sequel, but then they turned it into something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, those are some great traditions. Um, yeah, I really enjoy Feast. The The sequels are even crazier. Uh, the first one is the best one, but those sequels are just batshit crazy. Oh, yeah. They, it's just like the Hatchet movies. They just get yeah. even more insane the the next movie that comes out. Exactly. Uh, what about you, Sean? Well, one of them I said, and that was Rubber Almost Made It. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I wanted to talk about Grave Encounters, but I did oh. last year, I think. Yeah, so I think we why, mentioned it a little yeah. bit. Um, but that one, just real quick, I love found footage movies when they're done well, and that one was done well. They get stuck. They're like a, a ghost hunting show, and they're cheesy. They don't even believe in it, and they get stuck in a haunted... Um, I think mental asylum. Yeah, asylum. They had a word for it, but it's it's a scary-ass movie. Oh, my God. I watched Grave Encounters on YouTube on a very unconventional screen. It wasn't even like the full screen. I couldn't even see it all on my TV screen. And I still was impacted. That movie scared the shit out of me. Mm -hmm. It's so well done. Yes. So well done. So, yes, very good one. And the other one is um, I do watch Halloween, the original. And actually... We were so dumb one year, Chris and his best friend and his boyfriend. We made a drinking game out of it. Oh, nice. <laughs> Every time you saw Mike Myers, you had to take a drink. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Now, was this like every sort of cut scene of Michael or every scene he appeared in? Just any scene he appeared so in. So like, if, like they showed, Mike Myers. if they showed Mike and then they cut to Jamie and then they showed Mike again in the same yeah. scene. Oh, my God. <laughs> what were you drinking? Do you remember? I don't remember. It was nothing super strong. Like, we didn't get super drunk. Okay. But yeah. Drink it just, you drinking White Claw? Yeah. <laughs> I think that was the same night I showed them Frankenhooker, too. Very nice. <laughs> very nice after the the halloween shots you're like hey, guys i have another one let's let's right. watch this you want to see some titties you gay bastards <laughs> <laughs> um for me i usually watch you know i watch my hocus i gotta watch that every year uh nightmare for christmas gets worked in um trick-or-treat uh cabin in the woods is oh yeah i, I love that me. one yeah, I watch that all the time. And uh, Halloween, if I can squeeze it in, for sure. I, I, you know, I try and watch the original if I can. Um, one that I would like to work in rotation is The Frighteners. I, I should start watching that more often because it is a gem. It's, it's so good. And um, yeah, I think more people should know about it and i should be showing it to people usually with my traditions i try and show people all of these movies that nobody ever watches um but the other tradition that i definitely watch is the craft i have to watch my sisters do their thing and and just be reminded of how movies were made in the 90s and it's all its glory the music and the dark and the emo and it's uh and just witches i love 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 witches so the craft always gets worked in somehow before halloween ends now, do you do the you know the the 31 days of horror where you try to watch something every day or at least not every day but try to get 31 movies in before the end of the month I did that one time. I think the last time I did that was before starting the podcast. And that's only because I have more time. <laughs> <laughs> so now that I have this show, it, I, I wanted to do it this year because my plan was to finally download um, the Shutter Channel and do 31 Days of Horror watching movies from the from the the streaming channel and unfortunately i couldn't work it in my rotation this year but it is something that i am definitely going to take advantage of um sooner or later 
Um, it doesn't have to be Halloween or October to watch horror movies, but oh, at no. some point I'm definitely going to finally make an account and start watching movies from that channel. They have everything I heard. Yeah, I, I want to get on just to see everything that they have. Like, I want to see this new creep show. Yes. Apparently it's really good. It's amazing. Yeah, I keep hearing the same thing. So um, one day I'll watch it. But yeah, um, ho- hopefully next year I'll, I'll get to watch, you know, um, or do the 31 day challenge and stuff. So we'll see. All right. So I think that is going to do it. Um, we, I, I hope that we all gave you some great movies to check out in case you decide to stay in and watch horror movies for your hol- uh, holiday season. Uh, thank you, Brad, for joining us. Um, I had a blast uh, having you on. It's always a pleasure having you here talk movies with us. Well, thanks for having me. I, I love coming on talking with you guys. It's so much fun. And uh, just a quick reminder, tell us where we can find you on social media or uh, where podcasts are found. Well, I'm most active on Twitter. You can find us at The Cinema Guys on Twitter. Um, You can also go to our website, wearethecinemaguys.com, and it will link you to... I have links for Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, which Instagram is where we do our Cineminutes, where we give a a one-minute non-spoiler about a movie and whether you should see it or not usually a new movie very good very good so definitely follow them and i i've listened to their show and they're amazing great chemistry with uh him and his co-host so yes definitely check out the cinema guys uh sean tell us about your podcast so thank you for asking rob i just started a new podcast we're on episode six right now we'll seven probably by the time this comes out it's called once upon a cult it's my friend victoria and i and we think we're hysterical so hopefully other people do too but we choose a cult every week we research it and we talk about it in a conversation that we try to keep as lighthearted as possible when talking about a cult which isn't always possible but um i feel a lot of cult podcasts are very kind of um flat so that's why we try to bring it to you in an entertaining fashion very good and when do you guys post and where can we find you every monday we post we're at onceuponacult.com if you want to listen that way we're also on spotify google play and apple all right very good very good and make sure to keep us on your radar we are bi-weekly podcast movie geek and proud every other wednesday uh we also do um short reviews at the water cooler as sean and i discuss um, movies we saw over the weekend during our break and um other you know stuff that we do some skits sometimes a movie draft monthly and all sorts of other fun stuff uh Remember, guys, we promote that there are no such thing as guilty pleasures. Be proud of your taste. Don't let anyone tell you that you have bad taste in movies or anything that you despise that everybody loves. Be proud of that. If you don't like something, you don't like something. We uh, want you to enjoy all the movies that you watch and never be ashamed of them. So um, carry on with that. Sean, say goodbye to the movie geeks. Goodbye to the movie geeks.